This is Wordfall, with historical novelist Rosanna M. White, offering our words to the Lord at the crossroads of faith, family, and fiction. A friend of mine always does a reflection on her birthday of um, things that she has encountered through the year, or learned through the year, and uh, the number to match her age. And I always thought that was really cool. So I decided to do that this year. So here is my list of 38 things. These are things I discovered or learned or just encountered this year. So I had fun putting it together, though it was a challenge and made me aware of how old I am because I need to fill out this whole list. So a little long, but um, hopefully it'll be fun for you too. Number one, sometimes we just have to survive until we can thrive. This was a hard year. Um, I had a lot of stuff in my life, like creative burnout, um, businesses going under and changing hands, family upheaval, and of course, toss in a pandemic and racial rioting. It was not a fun year. Uh, It involved more tears for me than I usually ever shed. I am not a crier. Um, It involved a lot of hard work, including completely rewriting a couple books and a lot of exhaustion. But it also involved a lot of faith. A lot of giving up what I've always clung to and just putting my hand in God's. A lot of saying, I don't know where you're leading us, Lord, but I can't wait to see. Number two, macarons are awesome. I have long wanted to try those beautiful little cookies, but I never have, in part because they're described as a meringue, and historically, I haven't cared for anything in that family. But I had subscribed to a macaron newsletter for this company called Macaron um, for about a year, just so I could look at the pretty pictures, and I finally ordered some for my birthday. So my conclusion is that they're awesome, and I don't know why they're called a meringue other than how whippy they are when you are making the batter, but they're delicious. Three. Family prayer deserves its time. So ever since the kids were tiny, we have prayed together each night before bed, but we'd kind of fallen into the rut of always praying a variation of the same thing, and it had started to ring pretty hollow. So we decided to give our family prayer time a kick in the pants and bought a book called Common Prayer, A Liturgy for Ordinary Radicals. So each day, morning and evening, there's a reading, scripture, pre-written prayer, and then a time for free prayer. So some of the readings occasionally have us scratching our head, not sure why they're included, but others have really made us pause and view the world in new ways. And it has been so awesome to see how knowing when we have this time set up for prayer concerns each day that my daughter especially will make it a point to ask her friends what their needs are so we can bring them before the Lord. Number four, Harry Potter ain't so bad. So I had resisted reading these for, you know, ever, and finally gave in and picked up the Harry Potter books to see what all this fuss was about. So I've heard everything from they're the best thing ever to their complete evil and figured it was time to draw my own conclusions. So I'm only in book two. I'm actually listening to the audiobooks. Um, but thus far, I found them really enjoyable. I, I don't think I'm quite in love with them yet to the point where a lot of people are, but I can definitely see where they've captured the imaginations of millions of kids. And for those who are concerned about the magical elements, I have personally found it to be almost the Disney variety, where there's it's clearly fanciful and there's good versus evil. So in answer to those moral questions, my question to you would be, do you have a problem with Sleeping Beauty or Frozen? Because it's the same sort of thing. Number five, the more you pray, the more connected you become. So that family prayer time has connected us as a family, but it's also connected me more to the people I'm praying for. When I lift them up to God every day, it serves to remind me that I need to get in touch with them and follow up and ask for updates. 
Number six, Dalgona coffee is so fun. So I don't know if you've seen the whipped coffee craze. I hadn't until about a month ago when my daughter asked if we could make it. So it's just equal parts instant coffee, sugar, and boiling water, and you whisk it to a stiff peak and then pour it over milk. But it really makes this rich flavor and a thicker drink than just regular coffee, thanks to the whipping, I guess. And it's so much fun. My daughter and I now make it probably once a week at least to enjoy as a quick treat. Seven, I have a hard time asking for help and knowing how to accept it. Am I the only one that does this? I can feel like I'm drowning and just want someone to ask how they can help. And then when they do, I don't know what to say. Is it pride? I mean, it could be. I don't know. Do I just need practice? Possibly. To know how to delegate things? I don't know. Whatever the reason, it's something I am working on. I do want real, true connections with people. And that kind requires giving and also receiving graciously. Number eight custom tape. So I got ridiculously excited a few weeks ago to realize I could order custom printed packing tape for boxing up book purchases through my store for less, mind you, than I pay for regular tape. So as of when I am doing this, I have not actually received it yet, but I am super excited to see it. Number nine, I love my teenager. So my daughter is almost 15. And while I'm sure there are bumps ahead of us, because there always are, As of right now, these teen years have been so much fun. We have great conversations, and it's just such a blessing to see the woman she's growing into. Number 10, I read more than I thought I did. As someone who's been in the homeschooling life for 10 years already, I am keenly aware of all the times I want to read for fun, or for education of myself even, and I'm just too tired. So my to-be-read pile just grows and grows, and it makes me think I don't read very much. Um, So in 2020, I started keeping a list. I included the novels I read to my son for school, as well as those I edit and read for fun. And if you'd asked me before I started the list, I probably would have said I only manage one, maybe two books a month. But in fact, I'm reading four or five books a month, sometimes more. And that's not counting my own as I'm going through them and editing them. So, you know, that's not too shabby. Number 11, tea parties are always fun. Since I started my online Tea Party book club about a year ago, I have hosted 14 of these events, and I love them now as much as I did when I first got the idea. There is just nothing like fun treats, a good book, and an hour to talk about it with other book lovers. 12. Ideas are easy. Actions are hard. I have no problem coming up with ideas for anything. But putting action to it? I have a bad habit of thinking that because I thought or talked about a thing, it's done. Follow through, whether in something simple or soul deep, is something I am dedicated to working on. 13. Kittens are adorable. Newsflash, right? So we've had two cats for nearly 10 years, uh, but then we rescued a stray kitten last September, and oh my gracious, I had forgotten how adorable they are. It was a challenge to get the older cats to warm up to her, but she just makes us smile and laugh every single day. And she's also worked herself into the first book in my new series, which is titled The Nature of a Lady, in which her name, in real life it's Sammy, but in the book I call her Darling. 14. Video games and YouTube. I think it's easy for those of us who grew up in ye olden days to automatically assume that all these video games and YouTube channels are just terrible brain-rotting developments. 
But, you know, then I watched my son build recreations of things like the Arc de Triomphe in Minecraft, and I have to revise my opinions. The fact that he's building on a screen is no less impressive. I'm still amazed that he can just look at a picture and build it in 3D. And he comes out daily to tell me what he's learned about this spider or that fish or some odd natural occurrence from the science YouTube channels he subscribes to. So, you know, different doesn't mean bad. 15. Best socks ever. (laughs) So I've been jogging a fair amount this summer and um, taking walks with my husband, and the result was blisters on my feet. So after some reading, I learned that my little cotton socks are not actually the best choice for running. Go figure. So I invested in some bearing athletic socks, and oh, wow, they are seriously the most comfortable things I have ever put on my feet, and I want to wear them all the time. Um, And they did help with the blisters, so... Those actually combined with number 16, actual grown-up running shoes. Uh, So the last new pair of athletic shoes I bought are um, probably nine years old, maybe a little more. And they were kids' shoes, actually, because they were half the price of adult ones. Um, But as I mentioned, I was getting blisters, and I also kept slipping on the gravel in our driveway. So I decided it might be time to buy some new shoes, maybe actual grown-up ones. So I asked my best friend, Stephanie, what brand she recommended, since her husband is one of those crazy people who runs marathons. And they said to check out Hoka. So I did. I actually bought a pair from Poshmark that had only been worn twice, and I love them. 17. I can't brains today. I has the dumb. So we saw a t-shirt with that slogan on it a while back, and it became a joke in our family. Anytime someone does something stupid, we'll say, oh, I can't brains today. And I apparently mentioned this at a writing conference last summer. And a few months later, a friend I made there sent me a mug with this saying on it. So I use that now at least a couple mornings a week, and it always makes me laugh. 18. A Christmas Carol. Can you believe I have never read this classic Dickens novel? I couldn't believe it, so we decided to remedy that the last holiday season and started reading it together as a family. We actually started it one evening when the electric went out, um, we just read by book light, and finished it up in the week between Christmas and New Year's, and it was so much fun. 19. I love recording things. So I, of course, decided to start podcasting, and that's been a lot of fun. And I also wanted to start recording my own audiobooks. So we invested in a good microphone, and I have started, and I love it. It's a blast, and I can't wait to actually get started on those novella recordings next. Number 20, I just turned in my 25th book. 25! Now, two of those are novellas, but otherwise, they're full-length novels. It's amazing to look at that list and have a visual reminder of all that I've accomplished in the last 10 years. So thank you, Lord, for letting me do this thing I love. 21. New Imprints White Fire is actually going to be launching another new imprint soon. I can't talk too much about it. We don't have the official announcement yet. But it was one of those things that God just lined up the pieces in that way he sometimes does and sprang it on us. And it is so exciting to see it coming together. 22. T-shirts and tote bags. So we've had print screening equipment for probably about 10 years, but we've only used it a handful of times. Um, So when I got the idea to start a line of bookish t-shirts, I didn't honestly know how it would go, but we did it as a family, and teaching the kids how to help along the way, it was a surprising amount of fun. So I'm also really glad that Stephanie suggested tote bags would be great as well, because they were fun too. 23. Just give them chores. 
for years, I have been trying to creatively inspire my kids to do the things I want or need them to do. You know, using rewards for things they want to do, earning computer time by doing X, Y, or Z. And yeah, none of it worked. So this year I said, heck with that, new rules. Until you get this done, you don't do anything else. And that works so much better for us. So we have been a little lax over the summer, but overall it has just worked great. 24. Bookstagram. Instagram is one of those things I have long admired, but had never really taken the time to commit to doing. But Bookstagram really had me in love. I love seeing all those beautiful pictures of books. So my assistant Rachel and I have been taking fun photographs of books, and it is just so much fun. We love it. And my daughter actually helps me stage ours, so that's an extra bit of fun. 25. New authors. This year, I've been trying to actually read some of the authors I've always wanted to, but hadn't taken the time to pick up, or haven't read anything from in the last decade anyway, and it has been so much fun. So thus far, I've introduced myself to Tony Shiloh, Christy Ann Hunter, Karen Wittemeyer, J.K. Rowling, Siri Mitchell, and Ted Decker. The last two I had read before, but it had seriously been at least a decade, so I don't think it really counts. And I'm looking forward to adding even more in the next few months and in, into the future. I love finding new authors. 26. Friends that elevate. Something I've noticed about my friends, and which I really love, is that spending time with them, whether it's in person, on the phone, or through email and chat, lifts me up. We have conversations about things that matter to me. We explore ideas and philosophies. We can talk about kids and school and knitting one minute and segue into how to reach modern unbelievers through quality fiction. So talking to all of you guys makes me a better person, and I am so grateful God put you in my life. 27. Tea tins. Thanks to the Tea Party Book Club, my kitchen has become a bit of a tea room. I have no fewer than a dozen varieties of loose leaf tea at any given time, and I adore the cute little tea tins I got to store them in. Um, they double seal for freshness, and let me just tell you, it is so much easier and less wasteful and messy to scoop from them than from the zipper bags the tea comes in. Um, which reminds me of number 28, the Georgia Tea Company. All my tea varieties come from this awesome online retailer, and they're amazing. I mean, the teas are fabulous, and they offer blends I had never heard of, but I absolutely love. But the company itself is also just a pleasure to work with. Uh, when I explained my tea party idea to the owner, he sent me samples of half a dozen blends so I could pick which ones to offer. And I've ended up using pretty much all of them over the last year and trying new ones, too. And so if anyone ever wants to try some awesome loose leaf tea, just get in touch with me. I can give you a referral code that'll act as a coupon for you. So let me know. 29. Broken phone screens. So I had never broken a phone screen before. My husband has, but when he did it, it rendered his whole thing useless. Um, but I fell while jogging last autumn, and I landed directly on the pocket in which I had my phone, and the screen cracked in several places, but it does still work. So I'm going on a year now with a broken screen, and let me just tell you, I was far more irritated over that than over, you know, hurting my own knee, because, you know, I heal. But this phone, man, that screen never heals. Number 30 kids get tall. So my daughter stopped growing two inches shorter than me and has been that height for years now. Um, but Rowan is only 12 and he has officially caught up with his sister and is closing in fast on me. 
He had always been short for his age, but now all of a sudden he's above average on the charts, and it is so weird to look over at him and basically be looking eye to eye. He even keeps saying, I'm not used to being this tall. And of course, I reply, as any good mother would, that he now has no excuse for not putting things away on the high shelves. 31. Timely is scary. I have a book releasing next month that includes the Spanish flu and one in January set in Savannah during the Civil War, so it obviously deals with racial issues. Both of these things are timely, but that makes it terrifying as an author. I mean, what if I got something wrong? What if people are so tired of these issues they don't even want to read it? What if, what if, what if? Of course, all I can do is put it in God's hands and pray he does with these stories what he wills. He gave them to me years ago, knowing that they'd come out now, so my job is to trust. 32. Where God's Working One of our daily prayers in recent months is that God will show us where he's working so we can join him there. And he's been doing just that. It's pretty amazing stuff. 33. Grocery Pickup Our local supermarket chains had just begun begun to offer the curbside pickup in the last year, before the pandemic hit happily. And I love having this option, especially now, but even before. I was using it to just ease the burden on a busy week. So the best s'mores ever is number 34. Our campfire discovery for the summer is to use Chewy Chips Ahoy chocolate chip cookies as a cracker, Reese's Cup Thin as our chocolate, and then the roasted marshmallow and, oh my gracious, best thing ever. 35. I still have a lot of work to do. On myself, that is. I have been trying. Trying to be deliberate. Tried to love each one as they need to be loved. Trying to build community. Trying to build relationships. Trying to walk worthy of the call he has put on my life. Trying to take everything to God. But I still have a lot of work to do, and I'm realizing how much every day. 36. If you hear me say, it's totally fine when talking about my workload, then it probably totally isn't. That seems to be what I say when I'm feeling overwhelmed and don't know how I'm going to get things finished by deadline. So the statement is true. God always helps me deliver what needs done and everything will be fine. But the more I say it, the more I'm trying to convince myself. So apparently this is Rosanna code for pray for me. I'm getting desperate. 37. I am clearly getting old because this list has taken forever to come up with, and it would have been so much easier a decade ago. But my final one, 38. Wherever he takes me next, I can't wait to see it. I don't know where the path will veer. I don't know what he has in store. And I certainly don't know what heartaches and joys await me. But I'm going to keep my hand in his and trust it's going to be someplace amazing. Check out rosannamwhite.com for information about me or my books and to subscribe to my newsletter. This episode of Wordfall is brought to you by the Tea Party Book Club. Books, tea, great conversation, all from the convenience of your own home. To see what this month's book is and to reserve a seat, go to rosannamwhite.com and click the Tea Party Book Club tab or follow the link in the show notes. Wordfall is a proud part of the White Fire Podcast Network. Please visit whitefire.tv slash podcast for other shows I know you'll love.